And good afternoon, friends. Welcome to another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. I am back in the saddle after a little bit of time off, feeling good, but really kind of confused by how this whole radio thing really works. I, I'm having, I look and it's like, it's all foreign language on this thing. I don't know how this works. Uh, thanks for joining us for the next couple hours here on the Patrick Lally Show, where we will engage in energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news and politics and uh, some other fun stuff. Uber producer Dan Peters is thankfully in studio today to catch me when I fall, like the old kink song, It's Gonna Happen, Dan. All right, then. We know we know what we're in for today, don't we? Yeah, it's uh, it could be not good. It could be not good. I don't know. I, I honestly, I sat down here. The show's been off the air for two weeks because I was out of the country on a little sojourn that I'll talk about in a minute. But uh, so you're anytime you don't work for two weeks, right? You, you sort of get out of the habit. And I wasn't very much in the habit of uh, uh, the technical aspects of the radio business, shall we say? I, I mean, I could do it. Dan has taught me well, but. I was, as we were going on air, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is it this button or that button? Well, we're on air, so that's a good sign, right? Yeah, I haven't hurriedly run it. The people on Facebook Live haven't seen me in the background scurrying <laughs> around you, trying to make that's, sure everything's yeah. on the air. Is it this one? Good. Yeah, so we're up and running here uh, on your Radio dial at Information 1000 KSOO, and you're out there driving around enjoying a beautiful day. Just a beautiful day. Uh, remember, you can always f- get us this fine station uh, streamed live at KSOO.com or on the KSOO branded mobile app, which is a fine, fine product. You got to go get that for yourself. And also Facebook Live at the KSOO account or our Twitter account, the old Twitters at P. Lally Show. And we're going to have uh, a good time today and into the rest of the week. Uh, as I said, I was out of the country. I was in Italy for like 12 days or something like that. It was a long time. And I was I was lucky enough to tag along with some folks who were working there and and, uh, and then spend some time on our own, JP and I. And uh, Rome, Venice, Florence, all the good stuff. And, you know, but uh, of course, a lot of this stuff gets put up on the Facebooks. JP, she's she's very aggressive with the posting. So uh, you can, if you follow me on Facebook, you can go and just see everywhere, <laughs> every step of the way. And it's it's a lot of photos. I I don't mind telling you, it's a lot of photos. But it, and it was really fun. Uh, and I'm happy to be back. But the, you know what happens when you come back from something like that, and you're out there, and you're you're telling everybody what a great time you're having, and you know you're out uh, uh, being world traveler and all karma. Uh oh. Karma sets in. Oh, look at me. Uh, so yesterday, get back late Sunday, Saturday night, right? And uh, first thing, like, oh, I'm going to have a little bike ride. You know, I'm going to ride out to Good Earth and maybe walk around a little bit and ride back. You know, nice little ride. So get out there, park my bike, come back. And I'm just standing next to the bike. And there's this just boom. Boom! And my tubeless tire, these are tubeless, like, just like a, a car tire, right? Only there's like sealant in there. I, I don't know what went wrong, <laughs> but just as I'm standing there, the tire blows completely off the wheel, the rim. You know, it doesn't, come, but it just comes off, spray sealant everywhere. I, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen on a bike. Like if we're, if it were being inflated at that particular time and it overinflated and went right. yeah although it was just sitting there now it maybe got hot or something spontaneous infla- inflation In- spontaneous inflation that's exactly it just like spinal tap and uh that was so that's one thing and then later back home uh there's some kids playing on the playset. you know one of those wooden deals and yeah, it's been there a few years and uh it like collapses on one hand everybody's fine but I'm thinking, well, that's got to come down. You can't just leave that. But here's the good news. I've never put one of these things together, but I hear they're really a pain to put together, right? Do you have one of these things, Dan? Used to. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Did you put it together yourself? Let's see. 
actually had two of them. I had the first one that we put together. Had It was myself and, yeah, there was a crew of us put it together. It was a crew. Yeah. This is more than one person. <laughs> so these, this is a big job, right? It's heavy. Uh, well, I got good news for you. They come down a lot easier than they go up. <laughs> you know, after the wood's been out there a while in the, in the elements, uh, I basically, I didn't need hardly any tools. I basically just pulled it apart, you know, just bend the wood and snap. You're probably feeling like, the neighbors had to be going, that is a man of supernatural strength. But I wasn't, it was just old wood. So that was, that was, so that's the second thing. And then we're out for another little late right bike ride. We're going to go down to the uh, Harlan's Bike and Tour. We're going to stop by their uh, little appreciation ride. And we're just riding along. And uh, uh, the kiddos are there. And uh, JP tips over, hurts her hand. Just freak freak deal, freak accident. She's got a t- bad wrist now. All the miles that she's put on that bike. And, and it just yeah. happened to be that time. It's always the small things. Low speed deal. Boom. So, yeah. That's all in one day. So that's what happens when you come back from a long vacation. Your misfortune gets compressed into one day. You know what, really, when you get back to all the pictures that were taken Mm -hmm. over the course, just remember what it was like 25 years ago to try to take all of those pictures because you'd have to have a roll of film in a camera that you had to wait to develop Oh, until yeah. you got back from whatever said vacation that you were enjoying. And you had to carry all that crap with you. I yes. mean, I did that. I had the the camera in the bag and all the film and all that. Take 15, 16 rolls of film on a vacation, then it cost you, you know, 150 bucks to get it all developed. Oh, yeah, and you had to get it through customs and back mm-hmm. and all that yeah, business. That terrible. This is way better. Way better. So it's a good time, and uh, we'll try and get up off the deck here and see if we can't recover from this. You'll get a standing eight count, and then you'll be back at it. Yep, I'm back up punching, punching over our weight. Uh, Anyway, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, Local blogger and city hall watcher Scott Erisman will be in to recap the recent mayoral election. I missed the entire, missed it all. Missed the whole last two weeks, the last part of the election, which was fine. I watched it happen from afar. That's the other beautiful thing today. You you don't really miss anything. You can keep up. I got up in the morning and, and wherever I was and, Looked at the phone, boom, done. There's the there's the results as they were coming in. The common man will be in. He is our weird friend of the day. And Taco Ted Miller will be with us to explain how you can help fight breast cancer by eating tacos and hamburgers tonight. What could be better than that? And I'll have a PL statement just after the break. Today's topic, oh, this is just like a little bit a little gift for me when I got back. Mayor Mike Huther recognized nationally for closed government. It's true. I'll have more details on that just after the break. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three nineteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We're going to get a little closer to free today on the Patrick Lally show here on the PNL statement and our friends, the Bodines who, you know, they're always there for us. I appreciate that. And uh, as you know, uh, this is the time of the day when I go through the news and chat about issues that are important to me and I think should be important to you. Maybe yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, and as you good people know out there, uh, I talk about open government a lot. I talk about secrecy a lot. I talk about transparency, uh, responsible government, you know, because it's we the people, right? And I talk a lot about our current mayor, Mike Uther, who uh, whose days now are in the single digits, I believe, getting down there or very close to it. No, I think that's it. May 15th, I think, is the end of his term. Uh, and... I've talked a lot about the event center, and I've talked a lot about uh, we we were discussing the whole thing with the uh, safety audit at the Falls Park. Well, it turns out that other people are watching too, because there's this little organization uh, that I've been a member of uh, uh, for quite a while, investigative reporters and editors. I don't think my my membership may have lapsed now, but I have for many years been a part of investigative reporters and editors. And today they announced the finalists for their 2018 
Golden Padlock Award. The Golden Padlock Award, which celebrates most secret government agency or individual in these United States. Now, i got to tell you, IRE is a big group, big organization, very prestigious. I was very happy uh, in my time in the print journalism world to be involved in various projects were recognized by IRE, and it was it was always of the highest honor. Uh, but i got to tell you about this Golden Padlock Award because it involves us. So this is, uh, this is how they explain it there at the IRE, which is based down at the University of Missouri in Columbia. Politicians and civil servants committed to undermining the public's right to know are a special breed, said Robert Cribb, a chair, the chair of IRE's Golden Padlock Committee. Perfecting the art of government secrecy requires ingenuity, courage, and advanced techniques as illustrated by the finalists for this year's Golden Padlock Award. Their inspirational creativity includes destroying government documents, creating false invoices, ordering bureaucrats to breach information laws, and accidentally dropping cell phones containing sensitive information, sensitive government business into the ocean. Whoops. These nominees give us reassurance that there is no shortage of public officials across America anxious to shield us from the unpleasant truths of vital public importance. So who? The, so these are the finalists, right, that were announced today, and there's six or seven of them. But who is on this list? None other than our very own Mayor Mike Uther. And I quote IRE here, for going beyond even state law to shroud public business in secrecy, which is saying something in South Dakota. In early 2017, the city council passed an ordinance to require meetings of a city board to be recorded and published on the city website. Huther vetoed the bill and said, quote, here's the way transparency works. It protects you one minute. It stabs you in the back the next. Then, of course, the much ballyhooed lawsuit that I was involved with very early in its, in its nascent days, the early days of the whole uh, uh, contract, secret contract, secret agreement, the, the, uh, the non-disclosed agreement over the event center siding that uh, the uh, mayor said was worth a million. It turned out it was only worth about a half million. And he uh, hid that baby, and the Argus leader challenged him, ended up in Supreme Court, and he had to turn it over. Whoops! After the court ruled in the newspaper's favor in 2017, according to IRE, the document showed city officials weren't telling the truth. The city received less than half of what Huther claimed. And of course, after the drowning of a five-year-old girl in a park in March, the city defended its safety protocols by setting a 2016 audit. Officials said it was conducted on the parks. City officials denied the Argus leader's request for a copy of the audit, claiming it belonged to the insurance company. And of course, you know, that wasn't true. There was no audit. So all this taken together has earned Mayor Mike Huther the fine, fine recognition as a finalist for the 2018 Golden Padlock Award from the investigative reporters and editors. It is richly deserved. Uh, He probably won't win. I'm going to say this. So they're going to announce the winner of the Golden Padlock in June at the IRE's annual conference in Orlando. And I I don't think he's going to win. Because when you look at the list, uh, the Department of Agriculture is on there for uh, essentially redacting an entire document. They sent the document to, uh, I believe it was the Indianapolis Star over some deal, and they redacted the entire thing. So they sent them five pages, a blanked out copy. That's a pretty good one. And some other stuff involved with that. But I'm pretty sure that at the top of this list this year is going to be Missouri Governor Eric Greitens, who you heard some news about at the top of the hour for failing to disclose the most basic campaign finance information and repeatedly denying public records requests. You may know Greitens as best as the man accused of taking nude photos of his mistress and allegedly threatening blackmail. But his penchant for secrecy does not stop there. A former Navy SEAL, Greitens has put his experience in classified operations to work in refusing to release information about his political donors and in denying reporters' requests for public records. Oh, and this is rich. This is good. This is sly. i got to give him that. These are uh, uh, donors uh, who provided a $2 million donation to his campaign. The donation went through two nonprofits, a process that keeps the public from knowing the source of the donation. Who financed his inauguration festivities? Donors who anonymously funneled money through another nonprofit. While not the least of the governor's problems, he's facing felony charges and multiple investigations. His implacable hostility to transparency earns him the additional burden of nomination for the Golden Padlock. So that's a lot to live up to. You know, we can only wish Mayor Huther the best in that competition, but odds are 
odds are he's, he's not going to rise to the top. But I think it's important to note, it's important to note that when we bring these things up, we're not the, I mean, we're not making this stuff up in a bubble, okay? Uh, the, the journalists and the, the media folks and the other advocates in this state and in this community who work for transparency in government, which was a huge topic in this mayoral election, as you know, we're not making this stuff up. We are not whiners. We're not just off in a corner complaining. These are real issues. And the, uh, the, the transgressions that have been demonstrated here in this fine community are of the highest order. Don't, do not, do not let yourself be fooled by some press release or some manufactured press conference that says what a great mayor Mike Huther was for all this wonderful things he did for us without remembering and, and you, can, you can celebrate the wins, as he does. Celebrate those wins. That's fine, Sioux Falls. This mayor wants to celebrate your wins, and that's fine. But do not, do not, do not do it behind closed doors with my money without the, in, 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 shrouded in secrecy. That's just wrong. It doesn't matter. That's not government. That's, yeah, at its best, it's a benevolent sort of uh, authoritarian rule. Don't. Don't buy that. Don't buy into that. You can be successful and you can be transparent at the same time. The two things are not mutually exclusive. And we, uh, uh, I've had Mr. Tenhaken, the next mayor, sitting right in this chair. And I feel that he uh, has said the right things. Now it's going to be hard to act. You know, it's going to be hard to act. And he knows that uh, when the rubber hits the road. But we'll see. Anyway, that's what we're talking about. That's why these things are a big deal. Uh, I'll continue to talk about those issues here, and I hope you will continue to follow along. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with the common man on Weird Friends. It'd be good to talk to the common man, get a little refreshing view on the world. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, yeah. Coming in with a little trample by turtles as we come back in with weird friends and the common man, as usual on most Mondays. But it's not a usual Monday because, you know, now I am truly a world traveler, common man. What do you think you, about that? You are a man of, of passport stamps. Yes, I that's I did. a beautiful I got, thing. I got three passport stamps out of one trip. Man. I know. that It's kind of sad when you start thinking, well, I wonder if I can get a passport stamp by going through the airport. <laughs> and now you can be just one of those really annoying people who in <laughs> casual conversation goes, you know, when I was in Rome. Oh, yes. That's exactly it. That's who I'm going to be. Have I ever told you about the time I was in the Sistine Chapel? You know, they, they, they say great things about Tuscany, but I thought it was overrated. <laughs> I found the wine to be completely overstated. So Napa. derivative. I think. <laughs> Our friends in Napa do a better job, I think. <laughs> That's going to be me, no doubt about it. <laughs> do you have potential as, as, a, as, a, as a snooty conversation dominator? I oh, like it. Oh, yes. You know, that thing I did keep thinking about, though, was how much fun it would be to be hanging out, you know, with my buddies in, like, Rome. Because when you're walking around, they had okay. This is completely side. This is not what we were going to talk about. But so you're walking along the street and there's this, you know, little corner places all over the place. They call them bars, but it's really like little cafes. And you can just say, oh, uh, yeah, I'll have a Heineken, please. And then just, do you want that to take away? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And you just go about your business. <laughs> you can do that all day. <laughs> <laughs> just try that in downtown Sioux Falls. Oh, man, you'd get cuffed and stuffed. So anyway, I, I thought about you often when I was doing that. Well, the, yes, the European mindset is, you know, it's, it's a freer flowing society. Yeah. It's, all, it's all there is to it. You know, the other thing I was thinking about, though, when I was uh, going through some of these museums, particularly this one big one in, in Florence, I was sort of at the end of my rope. I might have been getting a little punch drunk, <laughs> but I was thinking, first of all, what if Johnny were here? You know, what if the common man were here? We were going through here and, and, and we had Harry Carey. <laughs> like as the guide, you know, because oh, after, you put the earphones on and you're walking around the museum and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Holy cow. It's another beheading. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. I mean, I think, well, personally, I, there should be a way to use artificial intelligence to make Harry be the tour guide for everything. <laughs> if you like, go through downtown, so, hey, ladies and gentlemen, there's the Statue of David. <laughs> Looks like he's a little cold, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Holy cow! <God! laughs> That's right. That's right. And And, you know, it's like, Oh, we've come into the Sistine Chapel. Isn't it nice in here? You know what I could use? It's a great time for a Budweiser. Hey, how about an icy cold beechwood aged bottle of Chianti? Now that we're here in Italia. That's right. What do you say? Hey, is that a Flemish pill hat on that guy? It's a beauty. And just the thing to wear on a sunny day during the Inquisition. <laughs> Torquemada had one just like it. <laughs> that guy's a barrel of laughs on a Saturday night. No, you should say the questioning. The big theory had problems with the big words. Yeah, the Inquisition may have may have tripped him up, you know. But after a while, you know, it's just. It's sort of like a game that's gotten out of control. Like, you know, a game that's a huge blowout. It's just one cherub after another at this point. I tell you, Rubens knew how to draw the ladies. <laughs> the curvy gal in this piece reminds me of a, a waitress I used to know from Milwaukee. <laughs> what a doll. Bless her heart. She was an artist in her own way, if you know what I mean. Look at there. Look at there. Know. <laughs> That's exactly, and you know, I, 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 I was trying not to be the, uh, you know, the ugly American, the ugly American. Thank you for that. I was just trying to blend in as much as I could, not wearing the, you know, University of Oklahoma Sooners t-shirt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, it was it was great. But I, I just you know the whole tour. I was thinking this would be so much more fun with if it were like a baseball game. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I, I, well, like Dan says, even listening to Harry when he tried to say Mark Grudzelonik's name, <laughs> there's there's a, there's a tube on a flip a piece on YouTube where he's trying to say Mark Grudzelonik. <laughs> I grew good. I Mark grew. Uh, Gorillas, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, so if Harry could just, you know, and then Harry's way of, you know, telling, a, doing a game by way of telling what he did last night. <laughs> and uh, Alejandro Pena on the mound for the Dodgers today. Oh, by the way, speaking of Pena's, I love that jalapeno burger down at Morty's I had last <laughs> night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fall two to Sandberg. <laughs> Exactly, and you know, if, if 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 he had been the tour guide at the Sistine Chapel, you know, he could. Yeah, he's talking. Oh, last night I, I, I was in the Sistine Chapel, and there's Michelangelo. What a guy! What a guy! He and that Raphael fella, they really went after it. They really went after it. Michelangelo, the greatest Italian artist, well, outside of Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> Uh, maybe Frank Sinatra, chairman of the board. Hey, uh, that's Arnie, right. uh, that gal's got a heck of an halter top on out there. Well, we're yeah. gonna have to make that trip. Oh yes, you know I mean, what I'm saying? Oh, that, I think that, that that's worth doing. Well, but you would also remember that Harry, if they, if Harry was reborn today, he would last approximately ten minutes on the air before someone just took a you know grabbed him with a hook. <laughs> Right, because you know it's not really. It's just kind of a, a. It was just kind of a long string of unconnected uh, thoughts and phrases. <laughs> it's sort of like this show, to be quite frank. But well, yeah, we like to hop around a little bit. Yeah, it's a little stream of consciousness. Uh, okay. Speaking of which, uh, can you can you hang with us? Because I actually do want to talk about real baseball. Oh sure, you know yeah, I mean? let's do that. Enough of, enough of my vacation. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back with the common man. For a little bit more weird friends, this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 345 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Not straight all of my money for one last pack of strings. And we continue our conversation with the common man for a very special edition of Weird Friends. Uh, say common, I was, when I left two weeks ago or whenever it was, the twins were on fire. They were well. They were. They, but they were playing well. 
and I come back, and they're not so much on fire anymore. <laughs> what happened? Well, well, well Patrick, they really, it's just the guys that they're really counting on, the young guns they're counting on, Buxton and Sano, mm-hmm. have, have done nothing. And really? the, yet they're still afloat. I mean, this, Cleveland is five games ahead. They're only, they're only at 500. Twins are four games under 500, I believe. The only two back. I mean, it's not just like a, a Just a handful of games back, and it's just the, the problem is, is they've got the people they've counted on haven't done nothing. Their best player in their lineup day-to-day is Eduardo Escobar. How did that happen? This is, a, I mean, to talk about the Rodney Dangerfield of baseball players, I don't know what this guy's got to do to get somebody to actually love him a little. <laughs> yeah. he, he goes out and he hits, he's a decent fielder, and he's the best guy, the best guy they got in their lineup day in and day out. And I have noticed, uh, uh, oh man, now Rosario. Isn't isn't the, the Rosario dude playing well? Yes, he, well, he had a, a, a when he struggled, they struggled. Yeah. Now he's starting to hit again, and as well as Logan Morrison. Oh yeah, he's starting to come out of this tailspin a little bit because you know, the, the big free agent acquisition has started to produce a little bit. So that that's encouraging. That Logan Morrison is starting to, to warm up and hit and hit with power. That's sort of driving the, the Twins, you know, to get up off the canvas here because for a while they're, they're going to score any runs and they're going to stop anybody. So that's never a great combination to have working for you. No, yeah. So this Logan Morrison cat, and I, you know, I had great hopes. I'm like, oh, all right. And then nothing at the beginning of the year. I'm like, <laughs> cut him loose. Send him down to the minors to get his timing back, as we like to say. But he's well, he's getting better? Is that well, right? he is. I mean, he's, and he's got... You know, he's he's one of those guys who's. He's, I mean, he's he's not going to hit 300 for you. He's going to hit about 260, but mm-hmm. he's going to hit a ton of home runs, and he's going to pop up a lot, and he's going to strike out a lot, and he doesn't really play any position well. But he gives the Twins uh, that presence that they need on the left side of the plate uh, to be able to get some balance in their lineup. But right now, it's it's not balanced because there's no Sano there. There's no, you know, on the, the old term, the old bloody paralyzer in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of the lineup, sort of anchored around. You got to have your, got to have your anchor store if you're, if you're talking retail. Yeah, Patrick, exactly. you got to have that anchor store <laughs> that pulls them in. Well, you, you don't go with the mall concept because that's dying too. No, that's, but the, yeah. the uh, uh, so, but who's a, who was I just thinking of here? Uh, but Mauer's been playing well, right? That's the thing. It's the, you know all the old guys that they've they've all written. Eh, yeah, Mauard. You know, but there's Joe, two ninety productive. He's in his on base. He's almost you know four fifty on base percentage for a thirty five year old guy. That the thing that I always ask is why is everybody so afraid to pitch to him? He walks all the time. I know. I mean, what are you afraid of giving up a single, <laughs> a slapper? Oh, yeah, just you know. Be, did somebody, is there a rumor that he's going to turn into Babe Ruth anytime soon? <laughs> I'll throw the ball over the plate. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that they, they respect him so much. Yeah. But I just often wonder where it comes from. Yeah, not from the last couple of years, for sure. The, uh, uh, so the pitching uh, has been uh, mediocre, right? Well, yes. You know, the, 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 there are other free agent acquisitions. Lance Lynn has struggled. No, he just hasn't. He's been having trouble walking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, in you know, some of the other guys have been doing about what you'd expect of them. The continued absence of Irvin Santana again as that anchor store, that guy at the end of the rotation that you know you're going to have a, a very competitive chance to win that day. That hurts. What but, is the deal? I mean, he's still out with a finger injury, right? He's supposed to be back weeks ago. Yes. The the the, the, the story is that he was punched in the nose. Bye. <laughs> that's that's how he hurt his finger. So oh my god! <laughs> All right. So that's is that like old, a Harry Carey story? We're going back to that. Oh, well, yeah. That's how you <laughs> that's how you break a pitcher's <laughs> finger is you punch him in the nose. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> oh God, that's a good. But one. you know, so yeah, so that's that's lingered. But you know, on the on the bright side, the silver lining side. They had a very good outing from Fernando Romero, the the young pitcher yeah. that they brought up. So, and then that's that's very like you know good news for the Twins because somewhere along the line, some of these guys are going to move their way out, and he's going to be the one who's moving in. Well, it's still early. It's only May, for the love of God, and I'm already like riding the emotional roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Well, yeah, you, you, 
when you after you watch football season, where week to week it matters, it takes a little while to get into the baseball tempo. Mm-hmm. Where you're sitting there going, "Oh my God, we lost a series to Cleveland." Oh, okay, we play them eighteen more times. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. you kind of got to get in the, in the baseball rhythm of things. It's yeah. not that big a deal. We play every day. It's going to be fine. Who's good? I, again, I've been gone, and I haven't been able to follow at all. So who's good? Who's really good in the American League? Well, the Red Sox. And Red Sox have gotten off to a, a, a great start. Um, the Angels have gotten off to a good start, spurred by Mr. Otani. Oh, yeah, that's and right. And, of course, you know, Houston, just you know, they're, they're so good. They're mm. just so good yeah. that, uh, you know, it's they're – that lineup is just brutal. So I mean, those are the things. And, and Cleveland is a real good ball club, although they haven't played that well. But, but those are you know, it's the usual suspects. Yeah, that Otani cat is he still keeping it going? He is. He's doing uh-huh. quite well. Uh, He's pitching fact, and hitting. That's wild. Yep, pitching and hitting. So it's it's just like all the things that you always hear. Uh, you know, you really got to focus. Even in with youth coaches, well, you really should focus on one thing. Don't I mean, do. Play everything. Do yes. everything. Do whatever you can and do it very well. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes baseball fun. You see a guy go out there and do that, just like you were playing in teen or baseball. Mm-hmm. You go, the best player on the team was the guy who pitched, right? <laughs> well, there you go. It's still the true. <laughs> that's right. Hey, uh, uh, before I let you go, you have to give me your uh, thoughts on the mayor's race. What did you think after it was all said and done? Well, uh, you know, I think Jolene had to do what, you know, she had to kind of, she knew that she was all the old old men who voted for Enneman and all the other guys, they would probably turn and vote for Paul, Paul Tannehick. And mm-hmm. so she knew that she was running an uphill race there. So I think she tried to tried a couple of things to, to break it up or get some traction, and they didn't work so well <laughs> with <laughs> the recording and the, and the, you know, this or the intimidation and all that. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, I, you know, she had, she had to play a game, of, you know, go for broke. It didn't work, but it's certainly not the last you've seen of her. No, that's right. Well, common man, uh, thanks for taking some time for us today, and uh, you know we'll be, get you back in the rotation here and working every Monday. That's the way you like it, right? Yeah, I've been getting my bullpen in and uh, been, uh, getting my work in, my running. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks, Patrick. Coming up after the top of the hour, the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to chat with more about local politics we got scott erisman in local blogger extraordinaire and i'm sure scott has a lot to say about the election that's all coming up next on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo public service announcements with guitar 357 on the patrick lally show information 1000 ksoo And there's an event going on tonight that I want to tell you fine people about because it's important. It's very important. It's about uh, melanoma and skin cancer. And it's, uh, this is a, an affliction that we don't think too much about around this part of our country. But it is, I mean, we don't think about it, but it's, but it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And today is Melanoma Monday. And you can get a free skin cancer screening at Lewis Drug at 26th and Sycamore. And that is today from 4.30 to 7.30. If you're interested in a free skin cancer screening, call. You're going to write this down. Okay, this is a free screening. And it's important to have somebody go look at the, the, the little an- anomalies that you see in your skin because it might be nothing. It might be nothing. And I've done this, all right? And it's important because, as, as you people know, I am a, 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 a fair-skinned of folk of northern European descent, all right? It's, so it's in my blood. It's something I got to worry about, and it's something you got to worry about. That's tonight at the Lewis Drugstore at it's 26 and Sycamore. And uh, write this number down, 877-282-8372, and you can set up an appointment. You got to do that. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, we're going to talk to Scott Erisman about the election and all kinds of good stuff. Stay tuned. This is Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, I have 
successfully navigated through yet another seg- uh, uh, commercial break without completely messing things up, which I, I normally do. And so I'm very happy to welcome into the studio on my first day back from vacation to reassess this whole wild and crazy season we had in city politics. Mr. Scott Harrisman. How you doing, Pat? You I, know, I'm really well. I thought we were going to talk about my second favorite topic to talk about, and that was Italian art. <laughs> that was what we should do. You know what's weird? I could, I could do a couple hours on Italian Renaissance art. We and, could do that. Well, I get, then I got to go to the Uffizi. Do you know what the Uffizi oh, yes. in Florence? That's where I uh, spent a lot. I way too much time I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me that picture from Rome, and I was like, oh, God, I hate you right yeah. now. And then did that inspire you to do – you did a little uh, uh, David, Statue of David sort of print. Yeah, yeah, well, line. yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm a – I'm a huge fan of Caravaggio, who's he's in my top ten list of artists, and he's of course from Rome, and and all the great artists are from Italy. Yep. Yeah, the I, Renaissance. I mean, yeah, the Renaissance people, you know, Michelangelo and all that. But yeah, Italy that'd be great. I have a friend that actually has to go there every couple of months for her job, mm-hmm. and speak to clients, and she just usually stays like a week. She hates it because she's got to fly from mm-hmm. Texas. Yeah. And the flight is atrocious. You know, she goes into Amsterdam and then yeah. goes in. But she stays in this town that is, they call it Little Venice. And it's a it's a small version of Venice, basically, with a moat. And it's got a wall all the way around the city. And she says, it's awesome. She says, if I ever want to go over there yes. to schedule my vacation when she's going to be there. Well, and then you she, should do that. Yeah, it'd be fun. Because it's a blast, as you know. Yeah, yeah. And there, we could go on and on about yeah, it. Well, we could but, yeah. quite a bit. Um, it was it was really enlightening. But uh, You'd probably starved to death too. I'm sure. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's no. Not, let's no. not even talk about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no. Well, I, I brought you in because I want to talk about the election. I knew yeah. that I was going to be gone, and I I missed the election. But I thought, you know, Scott's our Scott's our man <sighs> on City Hall. So it turned into a real cluster at the end. You missed. I mean, you missed the the <laughs> the, the epitome of. What not to do when you're running for office? At some measure, yes. Yes. And, and uh, so that's the question. So how bad did Jolene mess up that whole voicemail and hacking thing? Well, the the thing is, let's back up here a little bit. She, she even lost voters that she got in the general. It seems like that, right? Yeah. Well, from what the Argus yeah. was doing there with their map. And... I had talked to her campaign manager right after the general, and my first piece of advice was, you need to get an army of volunteers together. You need to go down to the the Red Hook, I called it, Lincoln County. Even her neighborhood was in the Red Hook. Yeah. And you need to knock on doors and talk about business, infrastructure, and taxes. That's what those people talk about. Yeah. And no diversity, no... Gay rights, you know, I know everyone knows Jolene supports that stuff. Don't need to talk about that stuff. And you need to go down there and do that. And you also need to massage the people that you want in, in the general and say, please come back and vote for me again. Yeah. The thing about and it is. And then she lost Kenny voters, too. A lot of the people didn't vote for her that were in Kenny's district uh, area. I saw an analysis before the election by mm-hmm. uh, another frequent guest on this program from the opposite political spectrum as you, which is Matt Stock. I saw it too on Facebook, and, yep. And he posted this, so I can say this freely. And I think he's exactly right. And he's saying the same thing you are, which is she ran to the left in the, in the <sighs> essentially, and or she was still running to her base. And at that point, you don't need to run to your base. You need to, to get mm-hmm. the other people who didn't vote for you the first time. And and her um, not. I want to make this clear. She wasn't wrong about the hacking. She wasn't wrong about the voicemail. It's like I said to someone: doesn't matter how Paul left the voicemail. Mm-hmm. He should have not have left no, it I to begin was, with. I thought that was a mistake and, by him. And, yeah, and um, the hacking. Yeah, if you if somebody's hacking your financial stuff, you need to report that. Where but she the, maybe messed up is she shouldn't have told anybody about that stuff. She should have just blew it off. You always just take your opponent and you go, eh, they're my opponent, whatever. And should have just blown it off, never brought it up, and then kept having press conferences and reacting to it. And it's like you're not helping this situation right now. And mm-hmm. then when the FOP came out. Yeah. 
on her ad. On all her- she had to say was, this is what I would have said. I would have said, my precinct idea is an idea. I will not implement anything until I have the full support of mm-hmm. the police department. It's an idea I have. We'll, we'll work through it. I'm not saying I'm going to do this. It's something that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Instead, she just kept hammering on it and hammering on it. And it's like, Joe, you you need to back off. Mm-hmm. And it what it comes down to, though, is inexperience in running for public office. Yeah, well, and it, it also accentuates the fact that everything you do is uh, heightened in the last week last two weeks of the it week. is because all of a sudden everybody's watching yeah. there's only two of you and any mistake you make is way worse and uh it's it's that's what happened she made a few missteps and i don't know that she would have won anyway i mean the no the demographics were kind of not there for her no nope. but uh those definitely did not help her so. no uh and then you know there was lots of things that that paul did but he was much better that he shouldn't have done like having a particular blogger throw dirt at Jolene every single day, and we know they were con- Paul and him are connected and talking to each other. Well, that's... You, They've been you friends forever. Well, Pat Powers, and yeah. they've known Another each other. Another guest on this they've program. known each other for years. They've done right. business together. Right. You know, He didn't need to do that. He didn't need to do that. And, and but Paul's very good at brushing things off. He handled those, situ- those, those, those situations very well. And, well, he's been involved with campaigns before. Mm-hmm. He, he understood that. Uh, unfortunately, Jolene's never been involved in the campaign before. I think her one of her biggest mistakes happened way before this all started. She shouldn't have played the endorsement game because a lot of people just really don't care. Yeah. And some people don't like the people that are endorsing you. Right. Some people don't like Noby. Some people don't like Michelle Urbanbach. Right. And, you know, that's the first thing. And the second thing is she should have never got the assistance of the Democratic Party. That, I would have registered as an independent. Yeah, she shouldn't. And I would have either ran the campaign myself or I would have hired an independent campaign person. But to tell you the truth, you know who is the most valuable person to her campaign if you look at the whole thing? Hmm. Her husband. Oh, yeah. He did all the videos. He did beautiful work. Yeah. She could have ran that campaign on her own without without any outside assistance. I think tying herself to the Democratic Party hurt her because the Republicans, as I knew they would— they pile up. They can, they cannot. They cannot lose. And you shouldn't give them the opportunity. Pi- 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 you, yeah, it's and a nonpartisan election. You well, should, but you, when you say you're part of the Democratic Party, you got your. You gave them an opportunity to come yeah. in. If she would have came out as an independent, what would they have said to her? She had no voting record. Right. What are you going to come after her for? Right. No. You know. And, I think. I think you're right. If you're going to run for mayor of Sioux Falls, yeah. you should probably be an independent. Now, Ten Hicken obviously Republican. Right. But. It, it, he says he he handles that better than she did, which was she embraced it, and he would always say, "I will be the mayor of all people," which is the right thing to say mm-hmm. because it's what's actually true. Except for the low hanging fruit in the central district, but whatever. <laughs> that comment was not particularly I, very good. I didn't see that one. I was yeah. I I was out of um, I can always claim what? Yes, <laughs> I guess I'm low hanging fruit. Yeah. Any, anyway, uh, no. I wanted Jolene to win, you know, and that's who I kind of supported. But it it just comes down to inexperience, yeah. you know, that's the, the running word. a campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to come right back and talk more with Scott Arisman, local blogger here at com, who does a lot of city politics stuff and is on this show every once in a while. This is the Patrick <laughs> Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Some cool jazz from the JAS Quintet for our guest, Scott Erisman of the South Dakota blog. I, I know you're a jazz fan. I am. I know those guys. I ran into a couple of them this weekend. They're good. Andrew and Jim. and They're everywhere, too. Because they had the big arts conference this weekend, and Jim runs the South Dakota Arts Council. Got it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, his name escapes me, the bass player. Andrew. Andrew. Uh, he's, he was involved with the Rich Show Project. He's involved with a lot of stuff. And he did. They just did a thing with uh, Jamie Lynn. Mm-hmm. He's just everywhere, and they're great. Yeah, it's fun to watch them. Yeah, I saw they were at the uh, uh, different folk records event mm-hmm. not so long ago. You were there, weren't you? Yeah. Well, I don't think I was. I, you got to understand. I worked at Touch Europe for several years. I've seen all those guys play about a million times. <laughs> <laughs> You're all jazzed. I know out. what they do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're fun. Yeah. So, um, 
couple things. Uh, this we were talking off air. Uh, I missed this. I saw just a reference to it, but uh, the the city was got defrauded or fished or they got or, fished. Which first thing that came to my mind was it surprised me because there's over 20 people that work in the finance department now. It's the it's the it's the department that has expanded the most under Heather's administration, mostly with business analysts. The other thing they did was they put in this multi-million dollar financial software, and Heather has said that it's one of the greatest things they've done. You know, it's one of his wins, I guess. You know, because they were using software from the '80s or something. Mm-hmm. Like it matters. I mean, it's accounting, but <laughs> my opinion, <laughs> calculators, whatever. You know, but you would think with all these advancements that this can happen. My thing is, is that. Who's double checking each other's work? Yeah. If you, you know what I mean, though. If yeah. you're if you're, oh, here's you're some, sending here's out a vendor, numbers. here's a vendor payment. Now nobody knows how much it is. They're not saying um, Which how much is it a is. little bit. Isn't that suspicious? Yeah. If they're not saying, if it would have been ten grand or something, I think they would have said. Yeah, oh, there's no big deal. So uh, you kind of wonder what amount it was. And if if you're if you're doing this deal, mm-hmm. either you deal in lots of little accounts, mm-hmm. or you go you throw hail mary passes, mm-hmm. right? And you right. you go for big money, right? And then there's also the the question if when they get the FBI is investigating, of course, what if they tie this back to someone who actually works in in the finance in the finance department? Yeah, you know? well, that's you know that's 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 a highly small, speculative speculative. <laughs> But um, yeah. But someone just mentioned that to me today, and yeah. I said, "Well, I guess I really think." But the thing that cracked me up the most was the Public Assurance Alliance, the insurance company for the city, claims they have a insurance policy with the city of Sioux Falls called the Enhanced Crime Fraud Insurance Policy. Something I've never heard of before, and supposedly the Public Assurance Alliance is going to pay the city the amount of money that they paid mm-hmm. out. And then if the FBI recovers any of this money, then that'll go back to the Public Assurance Alliance. But you're also like, is anybody going to get in trouble? I mean, I mean, it's obviously human error, right? I mean, right. You're you're obviously the thieves would get in trouble, but you're saying, did somebody screw up so bad that they should be sanctioned or fired or whatever? Right. Yeah. And and if and will we ever find it, out? Well, who it's gave like if you money? get. It's almost like if you get in a car accident. The insurance company obviously investigates. Yeah. They don't go, oh, yeah, here's $1,000, fix your fender. Right. If it's your fault, you know, they're going to be like. They're going to charge you more. Yeah. And so doesn't the Public Assurance Alliance, they're not just going to cut a check for whatever the amount was and go, yeah, we ain't going to look into how you screwed that one up. Don't you worry know? about it. Don't worry about it. Well, they got Which is just, our old pal Dave Fifely taking care of us know, over there at the Public Assurance. Former they, city attorney Dave they, Fifely. They should, they should have called up Jesse Schmidt and said, you know, the Better the Business, better business Bureau. Bureau, right. Jesse, can you help us out with these phishing scams? We don't. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Apparently, uh, it was in the, uh, the Argus Leader. It was a South Dakota Newswatch story, so it's available to everybody. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, that South Dakota is leading the nation. With our our uh, elderly uh, mm-hmm. scam uh, organization mm-hmm. in the attorney general's office, maybe they should like help out the city a little. Do, bit. This, do these senior citizens in South Dakota have a lot of money? I'm just well, that's what wonder. it said. That's, that's what, what the story I'm wondering. Said. I'm starting to wonder. Uh, you know, they're more frugal and more trusting. Yeah. So you don't have to pay a state income tax. Yeah, you know, that's right. They, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of scammers out there. Um, what else? What else happened in city government while it's gone? There's election. You cool with that? Um, oh, I know what it is. Mm-hmm. Now we got to talk. We're going to talk about public input after the break. Yeah, and so that'll be a good conversation. So right. let's let's leave that one. Okay. Because I have some questions for you. Uh huh. Because lots happened on that issue since yeah. you were here last. Yeah. And you get blamed for a lot of it. So. <laughs> well, it's true, know, isn't it? I, I told Ten Hankin a few weeks ago who's doing the recruiting and i said you need to speak with that individual about the recruitment of these people uh, no, no, no 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 we'll leave that just yeah we're going to yeah. come back and we're going to talk with scott erisman more about the whole issue of public input at city council meetings okay. you're going to want to stay tuned for that this is the patrick lally show information 1000 kso 433 on the patrick lally show information 1000 kso And we return to our conversation with Mr. Scott Erisman, who, of course, is a local blogger at SouthDakola.com. That's like South and Cola 
South Da Cola. And uh, you can go there and read various of Scott's opinions and analyses. Right before the election, my hits were way up through the roof. Really? That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you know, there's not that many mm-hmm. that many outlets for... Yeah. There's not that many bloggers anymore, really. No, not really. I mean, you. I have you on the show. I have uh, 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 Pat Powers on the show from Dakota mm-hmm. War College. And I have... Corey Heidelberger. Corey Heidelberger. You need, you need to have on some, just as a guest sometime, is the... The Sioux Falls headliner, the guy who writes the parody. Well, site. I don't know who that is. Adam you? White is his name. Oh, you just outed him. No, he he says oh, Adam okay. White on his site. I don't I'm know. Pretty sure. No, I know it's him because I found him on Facebook. Oh, no, okay, it's good. the actual person. Yeah, I saw that, that Sioux Falls headliner is a parody site, and then yeah. there's the constant commoner or whatever the guy is out in Rapid. But there's that's about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there just aren't that many bloggers anymore, mm-hmm. and uh, I like having you folks on the show. Yeah. See. I wanted to talk to you because, as I said, you get blamed for, even on this station, not by me, but I even on this station for being, you know, loud and a complainer. And that gets to the whole issue of public input at the city council meetings. Now, uh, Mayor-elect Paul Tenhaken Mm -hmm. has said that there are some changes he wants to make. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think of the changes? I mean, there's nothing specific so far, but what do you think of his outlook here? Paul can give suggestions, but the, the council right. is the one that has to make. Because I've had a lot of no, I've had a lot of people ask me that question. Can he mm-hmm. do that? No, uh, well, he can. He can make suggestions, right. and right. and leadership can pass that on and say this is what Paul thinks to do. Um, what I've heard from some of the council is they just want to let things kind of sit for a couple of months, and then, and then if this this acts up again, then they are going to take some action they think as i do it's the person chairing the meeting who's making smart aleck remarks uh him and uh, you know the the mayor heather and and rex rolfing laughs at you points at you makes gives you dirty looks while you're up there you know and you know once rex and and heather are gone i think a lot of this stuff is going to calm down and but even thing, when rex was chairing no that was rick oh i'm sorry rick kiley Rick did a really good yep. job. He he chaired it. And the other thing that I've said, and I ta- I spoke with Paul a couple weeks ago, Ten Hink, and, and we talked about this topic. And I said, there's things you can do to stop this without punishing everybody. And when you say this, you mean outburst. Outburst. You gavel them. You say you are you are out of yep. here. The, the county commission just kicked somebody out not too long ago, and you know security take them out. You know yep. and. Gavel them right away. Mike uh, Dave Munson used to do it. It worked very well. And the other thing is, that, you know, people, like you said, the complainers. Nobody comes up there and says anything positive. Here's the deal. The First Amendment says redress of grievances. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say come up there and compliment your city government. <laughs> no. I told – it's what I said to Paul. I said to Paul about the First Amendment. I said, if I want to compliment a city employee or an elected official, I do it to their face – or I send them a card. Most mm-hmm. of the time I do it to their face. When we're there at public input, it is we've tried some, – some people in the public have tried to email. It doesn't work. Some people have tried to call the city. It doesn't work. It's their last resort. They are there to say, this is a problem I am having. This is my last resort. Please fix it. Mm-hmm. This isn't – you know, anyone says, what's well, negative and complaining. That's not what – I mean – that's what it is. People are not getting any results from their city government. So their last thing to do is to go in front of me. And if the mayor is embarrassed or city councilor is embarrassed, oh, well, that's yeah. what you signed up for. Yeah. And I, you and, know, and all you have to do as and I've said this on the mm-hmm. air and written it, even at, at notwithstanding uh, the the young woman who uh, was using some vulgarities not so long and ago shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Everybody agrees she shouldn't have done that. That's yeah. a, that's an example mm-hmm. of something that. But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean you never have public input. All the council has to do is sit there. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, they don't even have to look. Yeah, and that's the other. That, like you said, just sit there. You know, if you even if you don't like public input, get a crossword puzzle in front of you or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and just, you know, if you totally want to ignore it, then just ignore it. The thing is, if they put it at the end, uh, which some people have suggested, Rick Nobis. They'll cut it short. It. They'll cut it short well, is what they'll do. They still have to sit there. I mean, it doesn't matter. 
Well, <laughs> our feeling is if they put it at the end, they'll cut it short. A couple people will come up and they'll go, oh, we've heard enough, adjourn. And they'll just adjourn. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the problem. That. And that's the problem with that. Yeah. Where, where the public input is now, they can't just adjourn the meeting. <laughs> you yeah. know, they got a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, the other thing, too, is, as I've said, we are there on our own time. Mm-hmm. When you have to wait, this was brought up a few years ago, like when people standing in line to get your license plates. Mm-hmm. That's an extra form of taxation because you're sitting there on your own time standing in a line waiting to get your, your license plates. And that's kind of a form of And I look at it as if I have to go to public input because I've exhausted other means to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I don't have to worry about that because I have the blog. But, you know, if you've exhausted other means to get this done – that's another form of taxation. You taking time out of your your personal life to come sit there at this meeting and wait to come up and speak, and they're all getting paid to be there. Mm-hmm. So that's the part that bothers me. If they were all volunteers, eh, I'd feel a little bit for them, you know. But they get paid to be there, yeah. and, and, and and it's, it's not that and, bad a pay. It's I'll say this: it's it's not it's a bad. lot of time for the pay they get. Right? Uh, there's no doubt about that. They spend mm. a, city councilors spend mm. an inordinate amount of time on mm. that job, and uh, but you're right; they get paid. And also, the notion now that it's also televised, I think, is important because mm. if there there are important issues that aren't able to make their way into the public consciousness because mm. they are distasteful or they are um, something that the city government or the structure, the bureaucracy, what have you, mm-hmm. is keeping tapped down, then you should have that avenue for the redress of your grievances. Mm-hmm. And what is wrong with that? That's what our country, Teresa just did a Inside Town Hall on Friday, and they just put it up today. And City she And CityLink, and she talked about public input and about what we all had to go through in this country to make our country what it is, the fighting we had to do, the wars, the revolutionary. And to have freedom of speech and how important that is. And the public has a right to that. And, um, I, you know, I hear all these people constantly talking about the Second Amendment. I'm not going to take my guns away and everything else. But no one ever brings up the First Amendment. It's like, oh, you should be more polite. You shouldn't <laughs> say stuff like this. But Okay, then you should give up your guns too. Yeah. You know, if the, you're willing to give away the First Amendment, well, let's give away the Second Amendment and the 14th and the 15th. No, and you can't just, get rid just of them simply all. abridge the First Amendment. Right. You can't abridge either. No, no. You, you cannot simply abridge uh, the First Amendment yeah. because it, it's distasteful to you. That's yeah. the mm-hmm. actual point. <laughs> that is the actual point, to talk about uncomfortable things to solve problems. And that's what I tell people. They're solving problems. The council gets to hear from the public about, you know, a street that's not mm-hmm. fixed and they're wondering why there's a guy that came one night wondered why there's been a pile of dirt sitting in front of his house on the street for mm-hmm. three months or whatever guess what the dirt was moved the next day yeah. he just came to public input and said why is there a pile of dirt in front of my house and it was gone it's not that hard yeah i mean it- and and that's that's what i'm saying you know the public comes and and tells them you know i wonder why is this going on you know what i mean so so would you support any changes to the public? Do you think there are some changes in need? The, the sign-up sheet is one thing that's been floated. It's well, the one thing I, I say is just start following your rules, For first off. Yeah. Gavel people when they're out of order. Yep. Uh, number two, um, follow your rules. You know, the, you know, the current mayor decides to cock off to people. He's not supposed to be doing that. Their own rules they set in place where we are not going to respond to the public. Mm-hmm. Those are the rules they set in place. They should stick to them. Mm-hmm. If you want to change those rules to talk to us, that's fine too. I'm okay with that. I'd rather have reaction. When Munson was mayor, there was reaction. Mm-hmm. They could talk to you. They usually would wait for me to sit down, <laughs> and then they would say something. But at least they would react. But this notion that you know, just follow your own rules for one. Yeah, and then everything's good. Yeah, use the tools you have before you start and, trying to make up more rules. And instead of shortening the time limit, my 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 idea is if somebody keeps repeating themselves, mm-hmm. you know, just say, and keep saying the thing, same thing over and over. We got it. You already said it. Yeah. Now go sit down. Yeah. And it could be three minutes. I mean, yeah. three yeah. minutes, five minutes. That doesn't make any Yeah. Difference. It doesn't matter to me on that, but I don't agree with the sign up sheet. They have that stupid thing at the school board. Mm-hmm. You have to write down everything, single thing you're going to say. I usually write one yeah. word and they, 
I, last time I went, I wrote down one word, and they go, well, "What are you going to talk about?" Well, I wrote it right down there. I'll Texas. Ta- you'll get to hear, you'll get to hear it when I get up there, won't you? you know? Yeah, I don't like that either. Anyway, yeah. Scott, yeah. Uh, we got to cut you loose, but thanks for coming yep. in today and uh, bringing us up to speed on uh, mm-hmm. all kinds of city stuff. And we'll we'll talk mm-hmm. to you again real soon. Okay, cool. Talk to you, Pat. Scott Arisman, SouthDakota dot He's a regular guest on this program, uh, and uh, we're going to come right back after the break and chat with uh, Taco Ted Miller about how you can help fight breast cancer by eating tacos and hamburgers and stuff. It's going to be great. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Uh, the two tracks into the gray. I was uh, very happy. I got to see two tracks when they were here. I talked there on the show just before I left for Italy. It was a great, great interview. I love those guys. But that doesn't have anything to do with Taco Ted Miller, who's with us. Taco Ted, of course, is the. Uh, I, I was told I can call you Taco Ted. Yeah, absolutely. All right, all right good. I didn't. Yeah. I don't want to offend you right <laughs> off the bat. No, it's been that way for years. Um, so Ted is the vice president of operations for Taco John's. Yes, and sir. five guys. Yes, sir. Now, uh, we were just talking about this. You have been working for Taco John's for how long? Yeah, almost 33 years. 33 years working with you. So you started when you were Four. seven. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> felt like it. <laughs> no, as a kid, right? Yeah, 14. And it's like, good, the only job you've ever had is working for Taco John's? Yeah, no, I did, I did some other stuff oh, part-time okay. and, you know, in and out. But, yeah. That's amazing. And you're here because uh, tonight... Um, you guys have a, a really cool event uh, supporting uh, the Avera Race Against Breast Cancer. Uh, tell us what's going on. Yeah, we, we've put a put a team together for the, the run next Saturday, but tonight is one of our fundraising efforts, and 50% of all our sales um, at our Taco John's and our Five Guys in Sioux Falls will go directly towards that to that cause. Awesome. So you guys are going to be running, walking, all of it? Yeah, there's going to be runners, there's going to be walkers. I'm going to be somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> I'm scheduled to run, but you know, I've, I've been doing a little training, but right it's, on. Been, it's been a while since I ran. So 5k that you're doing the 5k. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's good. And so that's, uh, this Saturday, this, the runs this Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And it's a big, big deal. If you haven't been over in the area for the Avera race, it is a, a monster event. Yeah. There, there's just tons of people and it's, it's a, it's, it's a great involvement. You know, we have, I think I just got another alert. I think we're at 53 people on our team running oh, wow. and taking part, you know, whether employees or friends of employees or that mm-hmm. type of thing, but it's it's been great. How long have you been involved with uh, the Avera Race Against Breast Cancer? This is our first year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. So, so you're coming out big. We're, we're trying. You know, this just seemed neat, and it was, you know, it was good. It got our, our employees involved, and our employees are getting out, you know, probably doing some extra running that they wouldn't have done. And yep. um, you know, what a better cause. I mean, everybody's had cancer affect them, and. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, and it's just something we can help with. Whose idea was it? How did you ever decide that you were going to put together a team? Yeah, it was my idea. And as I've been training to run, I question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it it was just an event that it seemed like uh, a great fit for us. You know, we we try to help in as many ways as we can, and unfortunately, we can't do everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one that just it, it fit well. It fit with well with our employees, and um, something we could make an event that was a great cause and our, our employees could be involved with it as well. Yeah. So 50 some employees, how much do you hope to, uh, or people involved in the team, how much do you hope to raise for Avera in this operation? You know, I'd, I'd like to raise five, $6,000. Yeah. How, well, I would think, you know, you're going to give 50% of your sales between five and eight tonight. Yeah. Go to your effort. That's, that's a pretty good chunk of change right there, isn't it? Yeah. It should be that you think We're that's most so. of it. Is that that's where most of the money's coming? Yeah, absolutely, from. Okay, got it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, so, when you show up on Saturday, are you guys all going to be wearing like big taco suits, or how's that going to work? You know, I think a lot of the people are. You know, I'm, I'm sporting the new gear that they they gave out when you yep. sign up. So. That is the thirty, and it's the thirtieth year. Of the it race. is. It is. Well, that's outstanding. And uh, so, tell us um, how how's you said your training. Um, how, how how's that been going for you it's been a struggle you know I, I was i haven't ran since i was in the army so um yeah it's, you feel better no i do feel better yeah. i mean it, it it's nice because you can see a little progress every time yeah and, and then you know it, it was bad because it was so long 
with the winter, you yeah. couldn't run outside. <laughs> it was hard. You get it nailed in, you think you're doing great on this treadmill, and then you go out and uh, run up a hill, and it's def- deflating. It's you know? terrible. <laughs> so you're going to do the 5K. Uh, did you think about backing out and just switching to the run or to the walk? Did uh, that any thought? Yeah. You're like, I'm in this, man. You know, I've talked so much trash to all my employees. <laughs> there's, there's no way I could get out of this unless something significantly happens to me. How many, how many employees does Taco John's and Five Guys have in this community? It's got to be a, a little lot. over 300. That's a lot of people. Yeah. But you're, so you're getting a pretty good rate of participation, too. Absolutely. Somebody's got to work in the store. Yeah, there has to be there has to be a couple people. I you want know, my potato lays, man. You can't just shut me out. It's it's early morning. So we're gonna have them run and then put them back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like the weather's gonna be fabulous. Yeah, you know it's going back and forth depending on which one you're looking at. Um, I, earlier this morning, I seen some rain, and then this afternoon, it looks like it's gonna be not rain. Yeah, so, that's good. And, it's always a little chilly, but you know, then you're fine. I need that. Yeah, a little chilly. I'm all right with. <laughs> So five to eight tonight, if you if you uh, want to participate, you want to contribute to the cause of uh, the ra- of air race against breast cancer, finding a cure for breast cancer, you can uh, go to Taco John's or any five guys in the Sioux Falls area or yep. re- just yep. Sioux, Falls, Sioux Falls yep. in Sioux Falls and get something to eat. It That's doesn't matter you what do. you get. You can get yourself a big old burger and fries, you get yourself uh, a couple of uh, uh, burritos and uh, oh, potato lays, man. Just go yeah, six pack in a pound. There you go. Oh, it's the best <laughs> stuff ever. Uh, I can eat I can eat potato lays until I just fall over dead. <laughs> I don't know what's in those things, but they're the best thing ever. I think I keep that a secret. I think you know, that's probably a good idea. Uh, Taco Ted Miller, he's general manager for the Taco Johns and Five Guys franchises here in Sioux Falls. And uh, if you want to participate, today's the day. Ted, thanks for coming in and hey, filling us in. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, good luck out there. Don't die. Thanks. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we'll finish up here on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Don't forget, everybody, today is Melanoma Monday. Melanoma Monday. Why? Because you can get a free skin cancer screening, free skin cancer screening at Lewis Drug at 26th and Sycamore Avenue. That's today from, it's going on right now, up until 7.30, until 7.30. If you're interested, get a free skin cancer screening today, call 877-282-8372 and set up an appointment. That number again, 877-282-8372. For the free skin cancer screening because it's Melanoma Monday. And it's important to do this, people. You know how we uh, we put things off and you got something on your arm there. You're not really sure what it is. Go in. Get it checked out. It's easy. And, uh, you know, with melanoma, early detection is, is the whole game. It's the whole game. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot that uh, can be done with skin cancer. But the key is to get it early. So get over to Lewis. 26 and 6 more tonight for Melanoma Monday. Coming up tomorrow on the program, well, there's a Twins game tomorrow at 12.15, so we're not sure when we'll be cutting in, but stay tuned. We'll be here. We made it all the way through. How about that? That's what you get. That's good stuff. You made it. <laughs> Thanks. Without, hardly, without nary a mistake. If I don't get out of here soon, though, we'll be Information 1000 KSOO.